Hello, welcome back to the Chattahoochee Podcast, episode 12. Welcome back. Hope you all uh, recovered from the uh, us shocking y'all with that Toby <laughs> Keith episode. <laughs> yeah, I hope that uh, if you have any uh, animosity toward us that you can just kind of let it go after we uh, let you know what we're going over on this episode. Yeah. Mr. Sammy Kershaw. Oh, boy. This was this was a little bit of a curveball for you guys, so um, hope you enjoy. Yeah. I feel like Sammy's a curve curveball for everybody, maybe. You, know, yeah. you, you just don't know what you're getting, and then you yep. get into it, and you're like, I, I love this more than I remember. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, that has definitely been my experience as I've gone back and listened through some of these songs. A few of them, I feel like I even... I guess there was just so much to listen to then, yeah. but I feel like I've forgotten about some of these, and they're really good songs. Yep, yep, absolutely. So I'm definitely excited to dive into this. Well, today is September the 6th. Uh, you want to kick us off with some uh, This Day in Country Music History? Yeah, there's some, there's some actually some pretty cool stuff that happened on September 6th throughout history. In 1942, in Chekotaw, Chekotaw? Oklahoma, Chickataw, Chickataw, was Mel McDaniel. You might know him from songs such as "Baby's Got a Blue Jeans On." Mm-hmm. Love that song. Yeah, "Big Old Brew," "Louisiana Saturday Night." <laughs> what a song! It was, we used to jam that one a lot. <laughs> yep. Get down the fiddle. Get down the bow. Yeah. Something about a possum and a sack. I yeah. mean. Louisiana Saturday night. It's got what? it all. It's got it all. Let's, let's go Louisiana <laughs> to Louisiana. <laughs> or that uh, that local country station, um, Big Buck Country. They mm-hmm. played uh, Big Old Brew pretty often. Yeah, and they, Little Old You. They played quite a few of his songs. A, yeah, a lot. Yeah, uh, a few of those. I, were, I at the time I wasn't really like I didn't realize that those were all Mel McDaniel songs. Yeah, you know. A lot of new exposures there. That was the great thing about Big Bunk Country 105 yeah. <laughs> is always new experiences to be had. Yeah, absolutely. Flash forward to 1963 in Beaumont, Texas, Mark Chestnut was born. What a wonderful day that must have been. <laughs> hey, blame it on Texas. Yeah. Don't blame it on me. No. <laughs> Man, he's so good. I yeah. cannot wait till he's the day some good ones. when we get to the Mark Chestnut episode. Absolutely. If you don't know Mark Chestnut, you might recognize him from the number one country single, Brother Jukebox. Sister Wine. Sister Wine. Mother Freedom. And Father Time. <laughs> I originally thought, which that's, that was a Don Everly song, mm-hmm. I originally thought that that was a Keith Whitley song exclusively. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't, but man, what Mark a song. Mark does it so well. It's often too hot to fish and too hot for golf but it's always <laughs> too, too, too cold, cold at home, home but it's always just right for mark chestnut <laughs> yeah always always well one more thing that uh that's notable that happened 1984 the country wonder ernest tubb died rip he had a gigantic hit in walking the floor over you yes. in 1941 that that's a song like like if you would tell me to pick one Ernest Tubb song that I knew, that would might be the yeah. only one, like right off. Yeah. But um I don't know if you guys got a chance to. He has the the famous record store in Nashville, yeah. Ernest Tubb Records. 
which is super, super cool. Uh, me and Kelsey went in there and just kind of looked around a few minutes. They had, of course, they had like a live band playing and everything. And for a time, they had an extension of his record store in Gatlinburg or Pigeon Forge, one mm-hmm. or the other, that area, you know. And um, we went in there on a trip in like 2012, 2013, something like that. Mm-hmm. And man, I found some gold in there. Yeah. Some absolute gold. Is that one still not open down there? Well, it's. It's open, but it's named something different, yeah. and like their selections not not, as not good. great now. Yeah. But that day, I found Randy Travis "Storms of Life." Woo! Um, here in the real world, Alan Jackson. Hard to come by. Yep. Um, what else did I find? And that highly day? valued. For yes, I found a uh, a Punch Brothers record. Oh, that uh, Eric Church record, Chief. I found that on vinyl Ooh, that day. Yeah. Like this might be the biggest vinyl score of all time. Yeah. This one, one this trip. day in history. Yeah, this day in history. <laughs> so yeah, that's um, that is September sixth for you. What a day! What a day! Some good times, some sad times, but overall, some real treats that we got to hear throughout all of country music history. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess before we really get into Mr. Sammy Kershaw, how about another newer than '90s segment? Yeah, it's totally. been a minute, and uh, since since the last time we did one of these, there's been some some good stuff there's to come out. Some absolutely fantastic music yeah. circulating here in the last few months, and I'm so excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, a, it's refreshing. It is. I to feel get like some good country. Again. Literally for years, I just haven't been excited about country yeah that i've heard and now it's starting to slowly just like you're just getting so many great artists and options to listen to mm-hmm. um and you know maybe another episode or two we're going to have quite a few tracks so maybe we just uh, also craft a newer than 90s playlist for y'all so I y'all can enjoy these happen. songs also yeah yeah i think it's definitely going to have to happen well uh do you want to kick us off with your um i mean i guess we could probably just go through a few of our favorites here yeah i'll uh I'll get it going here. So one of the tracks I have for uh, Near the 90s is a tune by Caitlin Butts I've come across. Okay. It's called How Lucky Am I. Okay, okay. Um, this is a very new artist for me that I've recently discovered, and the more I listen, the more I grow to love it. Yeah. Um, man, she's just really talented, has like a real powerful voice mm-hmm. and some range. Kind of reminds you of like some, uh, some of the style of music and sound that Casey Musgraves had when she okay. first came out. Yeah, okay. I would probably dig that. Yeah. Uh, but, man, just like a real groovy bass-driven tune. Yeah. That just has some nice accompanying steel guitar with it. Nice, okay. A must listen. Nice, okay. Um, Let me see. The first one for me, this is technically not newer than 90s, but it's new to us. Yeah. And you might have, you've probably heard this too. They released a Randy Travis B-side. Speaking of Storms of Life, it was supposed to be on that record called really? Ain't No Use. And it is classic, Randy oh, Travis. It is very good. Like, like you would say, it is a toe tapper. Like you're tapping on that one and three the entire song. I gotta hear that. It's very good. Very good. Mm, let's see what else I got here. Um, another one for me, someone I've really been digging a lot lately is uh, Flatland uh, Cavalry. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And the tune that I've been liking a lot is a song called A Cowboy Knows How. Mm. It's just, man, it's just got a great hook, and it's just like a real 
catchy like cowboy song. Yeah, essentially. Oh man, um, I was surprised when I was doing some research on this. It would seem that uh, one of the co-writing credits on that belongs to Luke Combs. Really? Which was surprising because mm-hmm. this song has a I feel like lyrically like a more traditional vibe about it than like some of his songs like you can hear yeah. he's inspired by probably growing up listening right. to 90s country and those artists but man this is a country cowboy tune through and through very cool very cool I'll, I'll have to listen to that one for sure um have you heard of billy strings oh yeah dude my my dad actually introduced me to like we went over to my parents' house one day, and he was watching, like, one of his live sets from, like, Red Rocks, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, like, blowing my mind. Yeah. It is, like, it's, I mean, it's it's technically traditional bluegrass, but it's got, like, this psychedelic side to it as well. He has some real interesting things on a guitar. Oh, my gosh. Like, um, imagine if, like, Dan Tominski replace Chris Teeley as the lead singer of Punch Brothers. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. kind of like the vein that you're landing in there. I just feel like technically, like he is, when he plays guitar, <laughs> like you would think you would hear a lot of extra noise in there. It's mm-hmm. just so clear. Like it's just so clean. They're so good at their instruments. It's it's insane. What there's, track uh, in particular you've been? There's a song on, uh, uh, let me see. It came out a couple of years ago, This that latest full-length record did mm-hmm. there's a song called away from the mire mm-hmm. the um i have never heard that many guitar pedals <laughs> with an acoustic guitar yeah. like the opening riff i can't tell if it's like really fast vibrato or phaser it's something like that like really warbly but the rate is like super high yeah and it's just like it sounds like a d28 martin run through a bunch of pedals like yeah. it is wild but it is such a good bluegrass tune too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I'm loving that I'm finding some new, like traditional kind of bluegrass stuff yeah. that is like I don't know. I'm I'm really hoping that country music and like country western and bluegrass it's kind of coming full circle. Yeah, to where like you're really gonna have like really good like bluegrass musicians again that are popular. I mean, obviously they're all over the place, yeah. but just not getting recognized right. the way they should be, and it's finally starting to come back around. Exactly, exactly. I'm like it. It makes me think of one of those um, Matthew McConaughey Lincoln commercials. <laughs> yeah, where, when he's like, <laughs> "Sometimes to go forward, you got to go back." Yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> That's what it makes me think of. <laughs> yeah, I love it. he ride. They take some bluegrass instruments and take a new take on writing some really cool bluegrass riffs with those instruments. Yeah. Like they're really catchy. Absolutely. What else you got? I got one more for you. Um, this was from the new Sturgill Simpson, the dude in oh, Juanita. Oh my gosh. And wow. If you haven't <laughs> it's heard, good. go listen. It is so good. Um, amazing album. And when I first dove in listening to this, I just kept listening to it. Like I listened to it four times through, I think while I was working on some stuff. And I just got like really invested on the first go through of the story, mm-hmm. yeah. And where it starts to kind of reach a turning point in the story, yeah. And so I was just really invested and really focused on it while I was doing things. Uh-huh. And the song played out, come on, oh my gosh, and you so know what he was doing because it, it, it hurt me. It's so sad. If you haven't heard, I won't. I won't spoil it for you, but <laughs> prepare for you know it'll pull at your heartstrings. Yeah, and it's worth your yep. time. That whole album is fantastic. 
The only, because uh, I was going to mention that too, because, man, it's it's fantastic. But uh, the only thing I will say about that track is that I am a, an absolute sucker for songs about dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know, yeah. man. Feed Jake. Feed Jake. <laughs> that uh, Run Maggie Run, that uh, <laughs> Stapleton song. Yeah. The, there's a couple tracks on here that might mention a dog. Yeah. Um, what's another good one? Can we do an episode on just, just, dogs? just dogs? Dog songs. <laughs> I'll uh, John Anderson, uh, Wake Me Up Early, Be Good to My, my dog, dogs, and Teach yeah, My Children to Pray. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, tombstone worthy. <laughs> yep. Like I need a taller tombstone because I got a lo- I've got a pretty. Lots to say. Some Joe Diffie lyrics too. <laughs> Brought me up. <laughs> the the new Alan Jackson record. I think we mentioned maybe a track or two last time we did one of these mm-hmm. that he had released, but then he put out the full record. And I mean, there's like a lot of tracks on there. But, like, three-quarters of the album is super good. Yeah. Like, classic Alan Jackson, you know. Like, which, you know, you're not going to, like, modernize Alan Jackson. No. He's going to sound like Alan Jackson. He's going to hit dingers. Always. Yeah. Like, he's going <laughs> to knock it out of the park. <laughs> That's all he does. And there's a really good Merle Haggard tribute on there. That's the way love goes. Oh, man. Man, it is good. It is so good. I love that version. Like, first, I love the original because yep. I love Merle. But that's a great version, and also, have you heard the version that Ronnie Dunn does? He covers no. that also. And that might be one of my favorite covers of that. Oh my gosh, that might be one of the best covers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. <laughs> and, uh, let me see. I know we talked a little bit about the, the new Midland, and that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, really Diamond Rio-esque harmonies and stuff. Yeah, as well. Written country songs. And um, did we talk about that American Aquarium? We didn't touch on that, I don't think. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah. if you guys obviously like us, um, love 90s country music, then uh, American Aquarium put out a full record of 90s country covers. Yeah. Where they just they just cover a bunch of hits. Yeah, did you get to burn through that finally? Oh, my gosh. It's good. I mean, now there's some... And I'm like, okay, this just just doesn't even touch the original. Yeah. Like, they cover Lost and Found. Like, man, you can't you can't do you can't touch Kicks Brooks on no. that. Can't do it. But uh, I mean, several of them. Like, uh, I think that was the first and only Mary Chapin Carpenter cover I've ever heard. That uh, <laughs> the Twist and Shout yeah. down with the Twist and Shout. And they do it really well, like they do. musically. Like it sounds good. And. uh I give him at least points for effort on uh, Patty Loveless. I try to think about Elvis. It's catchy, but like <laughs> the still guitar on that when it flares in. I think their um, their cover of "Some Girls Do" might very be good. better than the original. Very good. I mean, it's very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I definitely like their version of um, "Wild One," that Faith Hill song. Mm-hmm. She's a wild one. Um, There's some good stuff on here. His Carolina Tells California, their cover of that Jody yeah, song. I really dug good. that, too. Like, if I heard that and had never even heard her version, I'd be like, that's a good song. Yes. Like, that's a solid song. Yeah, they, um, I saw, too, when they released that, they did, like, a limited release of, uh, they can only do so many because of the copyright to the uh-huh. songs. They got so many that they could cut of that. Yeah. But they did something awesome, which I love, is they released uh, 
vinyls of that, oh and gosh. also cassettes, which you just don't <laughs> get anymore, which is a real treat. Yeah. But I think they're going to revisit that and do another one. I mean, I hope they do. Yeah, so I hope they keep that continued. That would be great. Um, if we didn't mention the album name, it's also a fantastic name. It's <laughs> yeah, it is. Slappers and Bangers and Certified Twangers, <laughs> which is perfect. The the album artwork just looks like the tag on a pair of Levi's. Like, it's so cool. <laughs> Next level marketing for people like me. I'm I'm yep. sold. Sucker. I am a sucker. <laughs> Well, there was uh, there was newer than nineties for you, you know. Go check those out. Did you have any more? Oh, uh, that was all. I okay, had. okay. Just want to make sure. Be on the lookout for a newer than nineties playlist. <laughs> Here we come with it. Yep. Oh boy, oh boy. Well, I guess you know it. It's time to crack the case on Mister Sammy Kershaw. This ain't hoops. This ain't hopscotch. <laughs> <laughs> Fit to be tied down with a ton of Sammy Kershaw hits. <laughs> well, what do you think? You want to go through some Sammy Kershaw history? Yeah, some about the great Sammy Kershaw. Yep. Uh, let's see. So Sammy Kershaw, born in 58 and raised in southern Louisiana. Um, as a young kid, he'd kind of experienced some trauma and tragedy and be forced to grow up quicker than uh, most children his age. He'd lose his father at 12 leaving him to, you know, be, uh, carry the burden of a lot of responsibility yeah. in his household and trying to assist and take care take care of his family. Um, he would kind of work a variety of odd jobs from a young age, you know, as a young teenager. Yeah. Uh, and then even also as a young teenager, which is an opportunity a lot of people don't get, he would be playing music in clubs and honky-tonks yeah. as a teenager. It's wild. That, that makes me think of... Uh... Ron Swanson when he's like uh, talking about running the sheet metal factory when yeah. he's like eight years yeah. old. <laughs> like that's Sammy Kershaw. <laughs> Works hard for that money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then once again, still very young, young man, mm-hmm. Sammy Kershaw. Uh, he'd kind of become a seasoned performer where he'd spent so much time early on practicing and kind of honing his talent. Uh, making his way through honky tonks and playing clubs, and he would fate would have it that he would get to meet his idol, George Jones. That uh, didn't surprise me at all. Yeah, when I found out that was his idol, like yeah, it makes sense. Kind of hear it. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Um, gets to meet his idol, George Jones, and even like he likes Sammy so much that he asked him when he plays in the region. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, you can come out and play some songs beforehand, open some shows for me. You're, yeah, you're very talented. Um. And so it seemed like, you know, he was kind of on a sure-footed path to success. Yeah. And then he kind of met a fork in the road in the means of some substance abuse. Yeah. Which, I mean, given his his life and the things he had to endure, like, it's hard not to encounter that for him, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And to handle all those things. Um, So that taking the toll it did on him, he'd kind of end up putting down his vices and putting down his guitar and taking a break. For music and going back to just working more traditional jobs and trying to get his life together and I can't imagine get back on track. yeah I can't imagine all the things that he ran into opening up for George Jones yeah during that time Mister No Show Jones yeah. himself you There's know just <laughs> endless crazy tales about <laughs> George Jones yeah yeah I mean and that and if that's your idol <laughs> you're yeah. like I guess this is what we're supposed to this do what man we're supposed to do. <laughs> George told me it was cool. I don't know. 
Possum told me to. <laughs> me and my buddy Schaefer from Huntington, we used to say that we were going to start a um, a George Jones cover band and call it No Show Jones and just, like, book a bunch of local shows and not show just up not to show. any of them. <laughs> like, why didn't you show? Like, this is what we're about. <laughs> we're making a statement. <laughs> So, yeah, Sammy goes back to being uh, a working man of sorts. Yeah. I think he was actually, like, some kind of supervisor for, like, doing Walmart remodeling was what I'd read. Like, that's you know, wild. A hard-working man for sure. Yeah. that's. I think that's who uh, Ronnie Dunn was singing about. Mm-hmm. He's a sing- he was Kershaw. just talking about Sammy Kershaw's life. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> but after, like, a short, just a few years break of doing that, he had a friend and songwriter uh by the name of barry jackson who would i guess after bugging him enough he'd finally convinced him to send in some demos of his stuff um which would one of those would find their way to mercury records which would also quickly lead to a meeting with mercury records yeah and a contract for sammy kershaw with mercury records yep yep Uh, from there his debut album don't go near the water would be released the following year and the song cadillac style would be featured as a single and would become a number three country hit on the charts. Man, he came out swinging, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't wasting no, no time. He wasn't messing around. That album, by the year's end, would end up being platinum certified. Yeah. And would assure that Sammy would be making music we love for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. He's still doing it. Yeah. The chicken fried steak had arrived, and we like living like this. <laughs> 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 but we didn't go near the water. No. <laughs> Mama told us not to. <laughs> well, here's some uh, some tidbits, some facts about Sammy. He has more than 25 top 40 singles. Wow. That's that's wild. 11 top 10 singles. Impressive. <laughs> and he had a, uh, a Sammy Kershaw branded Cajun seasoning. Which I guess I, I looked... I look. I, I love to try that, but I guess maybe it's not being manufactured anymore. We missed our window <laughs> on that. It's short lived. Was that like a short? Like was that like a limited run? I don't or? think it was intended to be a limited run, but I think it <laughs> ended up being the limited run. But just to have in the cabinet, I don't even care if it expires. Like ten years from now, I'm if yeah. there's something in there, I'm That's putting her on some steaks. <laughs> and you're just gonna just dis- display that in your home mm-hmm. like a statue. Maybe get like a li- nice glass case, or a shadow box. So you can put some <laughs> LED lights in. People come over, you can change the colors and set the mood. <laughs> Sometimes I just stand here for hours. <laughs> I'll take it with me one day, and Sammy will sign my Cajun seasoning. <laughs> you know that that had to have happened. Mm-hmm. People were like, "Okay, I got the seasoning. I must get Sammy to sign it." Yeah. <laughs> That'd be, we missed out. Things to have, also just things to have in regards to Sammy. Like in that era of nineties, there was just such cool merchandise. Oh my gosh! And when you see a lot of those old AJ shirts, Travis mm. Tritt shirts, and things, you don't see much Sammy stuff. But there yeah. has to be some absolutely awesome Sammy Kershaw merchandise. Absolutely, here. I have seen some like keychains. I want to see like a denim jacket. That's what I want. Yeah, embroidered mm-hmm. with the Sammy logo on the back. Maybe Please. even on like the breast. Yeah, across the pocket. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) That is, you know, if you've never heard of Sammy Kershaw, 
Hard to believe, but there are people out there that haven't heard of Sammy Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. There's your introduction. <laughs> I think once we get into some of these songs, you'll be like, oh. I know Sammy. Yeah. Oh, like, I mean, he has a super, like, like his voice is very unmistakable. Yeah. Like, he, it, it's like, if you ran George Jones' vocals through, like, a half-cocked wah pedal. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what yeah. Sammy Kershaw's voice sounds like to Crying me. Crying out a little bit more. Crying out just a little bit more. <laughs> you want to get into our um, our top tracks here? Yes. If you are new to this episode or to this podcast, rather, here's kind of the way we do things. Uh, first of all, you know, if you are new, go back, listen to the back catalog. We've got some uh, some bangers and twangers, and you know, <laughs> yeah, we cover some absolute fantastic artists from the era. So yeah. far, you don't want to miss out on those. Yeah. But we will generally we'll we'll each have a top five of our favorite songs from whatever artist that we're covering, and we'll also have three honorable mentions. But but the kicker is that Caleb and I don't know what the other person has picked. It's always a surprise. It's always a surprise, and it always gets pretty interesting. But um, yeah, how about? Um, you want to kick us off with your number eight? Yes. My first honorable mention for Mr. Sammy Kershaw, Fit to be Tied Down. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Fit to be Tied Down. Not a song that I, when I started listening that I expect to make it there at all, but just catchy and kept ending up in my head. Um, this comes from Politics, Religion, and Her, an album that had some hits and misses. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a few covers on there, and one of them in particular was weird. It's Chevy Van. And it kind of sounds like it should be like the Ballad of Ted Bundy or something. Like, I don't know. I just get some. <laughs> I didn't like the picture it painted. It creeped me out. <laughs> uh, but this one was the fourth single released from the album uh, and broke into the top 40. But, man, it's got some really killer instrumentation. Yeah. Like, there's just this acoustic riff that they paired with lead that just goes throughout the whole song. Yeah. And it gets gives you a little bit of all the 90s sounds, but especially the lead guitar on this, it's really strange. It has this sounds that you would hear in a Vince Gill song and a Vince Gill song only. Yeah. Thus far, but it's, oh. it's in this song also. And I like it a lot. Oh man. See, I didn't recognize that one. I need to go back and listen. Yeah. Dang. All right. Well, my number eight. And, uh, I mean, some, People might think that it's a little too low on my list, but I can't help it. Third-rate romance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Which is a cover. Third-rate romance yeah. is a cover. I didn't know that for a long time. I just thought it was a little Sammy Kershaw song. If the song wasn't, like, on the radio, like, and burned into my brain and my memory, real. I don't know if I would like it as much i don't know if that makes sense but something about it is like okay i don't like super duper love this song but it's also like classic sammy kershaw mm -hmm. like even though it's not his song per se like it's synonymous with yeah. sammy kershaw for me weird song lyrically has some real hooky sounds in it though yeah. like those little bow -dow, yep. bow -dow, bow -dow, bow -dow. yep it draws you in. And like and to this day, like I'm not a hundred percent sure what the heck he's talking about all at all points. <laughs> <laughs> like 
like on uh, Walk Hard when uh, <laughs> Jack White as Elvis is talking to him after he gets off stage. And he's just going on with all this gibberish and he walks away. <laughs> and Dude Cox is like, what? <laughs> what was he talking what about? about? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's crazy. <laughs> One of them's the Chinese, one of them's the king, one of them's me. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, third-rate romance. That's my number eight. It's <laughs> a good one. Number seven for me in my honorable mentions, love of my life. Love of my life. Tell me about it. Um, this is an interesting one because uh, co-written by a fellow by the name of Keith Stiegel, which we would know from episode one as the man to think. For the beautiful sounds of Alan Jackson, who oh, produced a lot yes. of Alan Jackson records. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, this is the first single to drop in 97 from that album, also titled Label of Love. Um, and it was a number two hit. And man, this is just like a really beautiful country love song. Yeah. And, and I see those songs and I'm like, that's number two? Like, it was so close. How was it not number one? Yeah. So I had to find out. <laughs> the number one track at that time that beat it. Tim McGraw's just to see you smile. Well. Yeah. So. Well. <laughs> what can you do? But yeah, beautiful, delightful track. Probably one that, you know, maybe some later Sammy Kershaw fans hadn't spun that many times. Yeah. Give it a listen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely need to go, especially knowing who produced it. Like, okay, it can't be bad. You know, <laughs> it can't be bad at all. Oh, shoot. I feel like I'm going to catch some fire for this one. Oh, boy. What do you got? My number seven. I'm, I might shield my head so Caleb doesn't throw his hydro flask at me. <laughs> Queen of my double-wide trailer. What? I know. I know. <laughs> Just, no chicken fried steak for him. He's done. <laughs> <laughs> he would not like living like this. I mean, the song is good. I mean, it made my list. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of music out, and yep. it made my list. And it's another one. It's synonymous with Sammy Kershaw. Yeah, but I don't think it is. It's his strongest offering. No, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I might have made a mistake by going by back and watching the video. The video is it's uh... tough. <laughs> it's tough. Like. Yeah, it's so cheesy and weird. It is, and it's weird too because, like, of all the artists in the era that made music videos, I kind of feel like Sammy could have been an actor. Yeah, like he's got some charisma, and he—I feel like he's not lost in trying to act in the music videos. Right. But man, that one is weird. I mean, he's not as good as Toby Keith as, as <laughs> acting. <laughs> Toby Keith is the Grand Strangler. <laughs> The Queen of My Double Wide Trailer. I mean, there's some... Uh, th this is one of those songs you definitely know at least 95% of yeah. the lyrics. I had this... Um, the album this was on on cassette. So, like, and just, like, you know, you put a cassette in, you just listen to her until she's done. Like, yep. I, I was like, what is going on in this song? But I can't I can't stop listening to it. Like, <laughs> hey, Danger Black Heart and her pretty red neck, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. Whew. Let me go do a sad lap. I just need to walk it off and yep. deal with that for a minute. <laughs> My last honorable mention for me, number six. Um, another track from the uh, album Politics, Religion, and Her. Yeah. Meant to be. 
Meant to be. Okay. Yeah. Um, a top five hit on the country charts for Sammy. And it's catchy. It's a song that I feel like gets stuck in your head. And it's a song that I feel like you can tell that uh, Keith Stiegel definitely had a hand in producing this. Because yeah. musically, it sounds like you're listening to an Alan Jackson song. Yeah. It, it, all the same sounds are there, oh, just used a little yeah. differently. Right, right. But yeah, love that song. And it was one that I just, I could not include it within my honorable mentions. Heck yeah. I, I need to go back and listen to that too. Okay, my last honorable mention. Again, I have to shield my head over here. From his debut, Don't Go Near the Water. Ooh! <laughs> Number six. Oh, wow. The song, man. <laughs> the song, video, all they yeah. really think about it is really weird. Yeah. Yeah, lyrically, it's really strange. Like, he's he's one of these artists that can get away with saying some really weird stuff because like melodically the songs are so good yeah you know like queen of my double wide trailer lyrically i mean it's questionable <laughs> it's, it's something but you know the hook on the chorus is so daggone good that you don't care boom, boom. and it's the same way with the uh, don't go near the water we fell right in and I think I think what put the song so low down for me is the verses are stru- musically structured so weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's so much going on and it changes a bunch. Like, yeah. like it's it's different, you know. Like make up your mind. I mean, like how many verses is this right here? Is this is this all the verse one or uh, okay? Oh, there's more. There's more. Okay. All right. I mean. I mean, give us your truth. I it mean, has like your story lead up here. story. You think it's going to change to a different segment of the yeah. song, and it's like, nope, we're staying here, keeping it right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't go near the water. That's my yeah. last honorable uh, mention. We surveyed a uh, hundred mothers and asked them which was more likely to to sweep their daughters away, a, a muddy river or Sammy Kershaw. <laughs> they all answered correctly. It's Sammy Kershaw. It's it's a hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> ten out of ten mammals would agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't go near the water. I mean, they did as they were told. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy. You dirty dog. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, we're back to the our top five again. Here we are. <laughs> you want to kick off our top five? I sure. still need a minute for the Queen of My Double Wide trailer. I'm just I, grieving. I, I have disappointed you deeply. I'm going to close the polyester <laughs> curtains <and> cry. <laughs> All right, my number five, which is a fantastic song from, uh, what is it, his third record, Haunted Heart? Mm-hmm. The third record? Yep. She Don't Know She's Beautiful. Oh, it's catchy, too. It's a great song. Like I, I've never obviously I've never seen Sammy Kershaw live. Love to, yeah. But I'm curious how they do like the because he he kind of like echoes himself at the end of like the line. Yeah, he sings his no, own back up there. She don't know she's beautiful. I think it's a really well written like I guess you could say it's a love song technically, you know. But um, I don't know. I I think there's several songs on that record that are super good mm-hmm. but um that this is one growing up 
Like you heard it all the time. Played a lot on the radio. Oh yeah. But not that that's a bad thing at oh, all. No. I mean, that's when the radio, as we know, was still playing the was, hit. Was king. Yeah, that's that's still <laughs> when the radio was was treating us nicely on our country channels, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Way back when. If you've never seen a cassette, let us know so we feel super <laughs> old. What's a cassette? <laughs> no, she's not that guy. What's an MP3? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my first one in our top tracks, number five for me, Vidalia. Vidalia. <laughs> your, your dear mama Viola and your sweet daddy Dale. I'm, I'm sure when they named you, they, they surely meant well. <laughs> they surely meant well. <laughs> oh, man. It's just like another one of those tracks. And I've kind of seen this in a review that someone was talking about of Sammy Kershaw. Just that he has a unique sound and that he finds these songs that are sound very country and somehow mm. relate to people that love country music, but they're just a little left of center in their content. <laughs> and they're just real wild card songs. But they're so, like, you just can't not want to hear them when you hear them. <laughs> Sweet, um, I do. This one was penned by two fellas by the name of Tim Nichols and Mark Sanders. Now, Tim Nichols has worked with such artists as uh, Jody Messina, Alan Jackson, Keith Whitley. Yeah, okay. Mark Sanders had... Uh, hand in some number one hits, okay? Um, Money in the Bank, John Anderson song. Oh, what a song. Running Behind, Tracy Lawrence. Great song. I Hope You Dance, Leanne Walmack. Wow. Yeah. He, he bought a yacht with that song. Yeah. That song was gigantic. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two yachts. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I just have to take a, a second to appreciate them for the songwriters they are, because those are some fantastic songs. Yeah. But... Mainly for just how ridiculously clever this song is. Yeah. For what it is. Yeah. Somehow they yeah. made a really good song out of this content. Like it was a dare <laughs> between them. Like, bet you can't do it. It's like, watch me do it, Mark. Watch I'm going to do it. You're going to owe me 20 bucks <laughs> in one of your yachts. Uh, it made it to number 10 on the charts. Okay. Yeah. I hope you dance made it to number one. <laughs> These songs are very different. Yeah. But are equally... Awesome songs in my in my book. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they should have both been number one hits. Yeah. <laughs> Did you go back and watch the video for this one? It's a really good video. Yeah, it's great. He's just jamming. He looks like every uncle you've ever had, like like fused together as like a super uncle. Like yeah. that's what he's like. Or kind of like those <laughs> Southern dad memes. That's what I picture yeah. when I see Sammy Kershaw. Yeah, like the... You're like, yeah, his shirt is like buttoned up. It might be denim, mm. but they ain't a sleeve on that nope. sucker either. He's just strumming that big dreadnought. Just Not a sleeve it. in the whole closet, probably. <laughs> One of those. <laughs> Sammy Kershaw's like on um, what was the show where the people are always trying to ruin the environment? Um, Captain whatever. Captain Planet. Captain Planet, yeah. yeah. Like just all of your uncles went together. Yeah. That... Your powers combined. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandy Kershaw. <laughs> Get this look. <laughs> okay. All right. Is it my turn? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're down to number four. Holy moly. Okay. Ooh. My little baby loves me. Cadillac style. Me also. Really? Yeah. Yes, we did it. We, we did, did it. it. <laughs> It, it had been a minute. Yeah. It had been a minute. Was it since the Judd's episode? I think so. But that one was, oh wow, gosh, matching was, top threes. Was, gosh. 
Once in a lifetime. Holy trifecta. <laughs> Some people wait a lifetime for a moment like that. <laughs> Man, this was like one of those first singles. He, like I said, he came out swinging with this one. Yeah. And like very uh, George Jones-esque in his delivery on that one. Oh my like, gosh, yes. Definitely a comparison well, to be made there. Baby loves me. Is musically, this song is so good. Lyrically, this song is really yeah. good. Like, eh. <laughs> one that you'll catch yourself singing. If you hear it on the radio, you'll be singing it the rest of the day. Like one of those kinds of songs. Yeah. You know, he he's not Burt Reynolds and he ain't Tom Selleck. He ain't he's, Tom Selleck. He's Sammy Kershaw and, and that is enough. <laughs> that is enough. You are, are enough, Sammy. Sammy. <laughs> Let anybody tell you different. <laughs> Beautiful. Matching number four is Never at a gas and he's always on time. Man, the guitars in that song are great too. Wow, they sound so good. Like they could have like the whole guitar intro piece, that little turn it over there, they could have cut that in half and it still would have been great. Yeah. But they like walk it all the way down. <laughs> yeah. And they bring in the fiddle. Gosh, it's good. <laughs> very, very good. Dang, dang. Well, okay, okay. Up to number three. Here we go. Number three. A song that we just mentioned a moment ago. Vidalia. Oh, It wow. broke the top three Man, for me. that was, I, I had that one all over the place because it was just, I kept going back and listening to it. I'm like, I yeah. love this song. Like, See, this is a song, like we had mentioned earlier, I kind of forgot about this song. Yeah, 100%. Because I had not heard this in a long time. I'd really forgotten about it. Like I didn't know it was a thing that was out there. When I was crafting my my top top tracks list, that's one it just kept creeping up, just kept creeping up and up. Like, gosh, what a song! <laughs> the highest of IQs to write this one. Yeah. Like all the, it's just a perfect, perfect song. It's another one that he gets away with a lot lyrically by how daggone good his voice is yeah. and how good the song is and how catchy it is musically. Man, I, I really like this song. <laughs> yeah. Of all the Sammy songs I knew going into this, that was not one I foresaw or remembered <laughs> and thought it would be like, oh yeah, this is going to be a top tracks for me. Yeah. Impressive tune. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, <laughs> up there with one of the most clever tracks. Yeah, it's extremely, band, even know. though the content is really weird, yeah. it's, it's, you can't listen to it and read along and think that the song isn't clever because yeah. it is, you know. Sweet Vidalia, why you gotta make me cry? <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right, well, number three got? for me. Um, back in the vein of clever tunes, also here. Yeah, a very clever ballad that I love by Sammy Yard Sale. Man, that yeah. one kept popping up. Yeah. Um awesome and uniquely sad ballad that somehow centers around a failed relationship yeah. and a yard sale and w makes those two things work together so yeah. well. Um, I think one of the best lines is, I wonder what you would say if you could see the way they're sorting through what's left of you and me. It's like, oh, wonderful. Gosh. That's, so good. Like, that's like in the same vein of uh, Dwight Yoakam home for sale. Yeah. That's what it makes me think. Of. Yes, very much so that. Uh, one of the co-writers for this track, a fellow by the name of Dwayne Blackwell, 
also had writing credits on one of Garth Brooks's biggest songs. Can you guess which one? Two Pinky Coladas. <laughs> <laughs> he had one for each hand. <laughs> I was so close. Um, <laughs> probably, well, probably like, there's a, I love all Garth songs, and they're all big, in my opinion. It's hard to pick your number one Garth song. We're yeah. about to do it someday. Yeah. Uh, but he c- helped co-pen and co-write uh, Friends in Low Places. Oh, my gosh. What a gigantic song. <laughs> you go see your friends in low places, and that's how you end up at the yard sale, probably. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's the the progression yeah. there. <laughs> if you spend too much time. <laughs> Down at the old aces. Yeah. Your stuff's going to be in the front yard. You're going to be selling it. <laughs> okay. Well, here's a curveball for you. Oh, I'm ready. My number two, Sammy Kershaw covered the Beatles with If I Fail. I did not expect it. See, okay, I had never heard this. Mm -hmm. I was sifting through his catalog, and I was thinking, surely. That's not not Sammy Kershaw singing the Beatles, If I Fail. And when the song first started, I was singing, this is not going to be good. Mm-hmm. And I was so wrong. As soon as his voice comes in on that, you are, you're. Just, I'm just, I'm very impressed with some of the Beatles covers we've heard from mm-hmm. country artists, but thus far, I think that one takes the cake. Like his voice it is, is so amazing. Good. It is so good. Like the approach to it, like there's so much like acoustic guitar and stuff in it, but oh my gosh, it is good. Like it, it might be my favorite. I mean, obviously, there's a billion. Beatles covers mm. and there's several oh, there's a lot that are good there's a lot that are bad this is one of the good ones like, yeah. very very good this might be my favorite cover of this song yeah Gosh. and it's such an odd thing because like I love the Beatles and I love country music right. but it's not a thing that I always expect to enjoy when they're meshed together yeah but man like that tune is fantastic um, just like that Shenandoah cover yeah. of Can't Buy Me Love yep. is also fantastic. Yep. Just like Shenandoah covering Can't Buy Me Love sounds exactly like you would expect it to sound. And, I mean, if you don't like Shenandoah, you won't like it. Mm. But with this, like, even if you're not a huge Sammy Kershaw fan, you will likely like this song. Like, it's very yeah. good. You can appreciate this and his mm-hmm. voice in this. Like, it's like a showcase for what he's capable of. Yeah. Yeah, that blew me blew my mind the other day when I when I first heard this. Gosh. Thank you, Sammy. Thank you, Sammy. Kershaw, <laughs> not Sosa. <laughs> okay, number two for me. Getting down to the nitty gritty. Once again, I think well, I love Sammy. It's just those clever <laughs> songs and those ballads. Yeah. Uh, and my number two is another one of those. I can't reach her anymore. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Okay. This one comes from Haunted Heart. Um, yeah. Released as a single. Um, I think this one kind of makes it a real neck-and-neck neck play for me when it comes to ballads and country music, and my favorites being, like, probably Tracy Lawrence and yeah. Sammy Kershaw with just some of those tracks mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Um, And it's just, like, same thing with the kind of one-of-a-kind story you get from Yard Sale. And the lines are, she still answers whenever I call. We talk about work and the weather and all. 
And if I mention the past or maybe coming back home, it ain't long before I hear that old dial tone. Oh my gosh, that's good. Love it. <laughs> he still got her number, but still he can't reach it. her anymore. <laughs> His delivery in that is just next level. He makes me sad, you know, just hearing him sing it. You can, you can like feel the emotion of the song in his delivery. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Who like, hurt you, Sam? <laughs> Man. Well, we've come to the end of the road again here. I'm kind of curious what the heck you're going to pick. Yeah. There's a lot of good things out there. Yep. Could be anything. Yep. Just not Louisiana hot sauce. Not that one. <laughs> How about uh, oh, there was another one that had a really a really bad name, Neon Leon. That was interesting tune to listen to, <laughs> and uh, that's right up there with like Diamond Rio's Bubba Hyde, <laughs> which I think I prefer. <laughs> okay, my number one from Haunted Heart. Oh, title track, Haunted Heart. Oh wow, dude, was not ready. This song is so good. It is it is so daggone good. Which, um, if you go back and watch the music video for this one, it's kind it kind of reminds like it looks like it should have been on like the like the Batman one soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, because everything's in like black like and white. white. Like I'm just expecting Jack Nicholson as the Joker to walk out at any second. <laughs> <laughs> Being chased, <laughs> like it just looks like he—he kind of looks like he would be one of the people that shot Batman's parents. Yeah, he's got a duster on, you know, like yeah. one of those real long trench coats. Like. Yeah, and there's like a lot of steam or something for around reason, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. There's one of those videos I saw too where it cuts back and forth. But he's just like playing. It looks like a factory. I'm yeah. not sure what's going on. He had yeah. some <laughs> real weird filming locations. Like what is happening? <laughs> But but lyrically, musically, vocally, this song is fantastic. Yeah. Like, it, it's by far, in my opinion, like his greatest offering to the world. <laughs> it, it is, <laughs> gosh, it's so good. Like, I, I, I forget who the writer was on this song, but when I looked it up, I was very surprised that it was not formally a George Jones song. Yeah. Because it sounds like, a George Jones song. Like, vocally, he sounds like, um, there's a line on the chorus. <laughs> it says, My haunted heart can't rest in peace. It's buried with her memory. It's a living hell here after dark, all alone with a haunted heart. Oh. When he says, It's a living hell. Yeah. Sounds just like George yeah. Jones. Like, that is so daggone good. That one's good and just you can just feel how heavy it is yeah when he, when he delivers it to you like the whole like first verse is like he basically just is giving you these directions to this house it is it's is so clever yeah it is love such it. a well-written country song i love it dude <laughs> it's not as good as chevy van but it is what <laughs> <laughs> don't get in the van <laughs> run and get help <laughs> so yeah that's that's my number one for sure man that's a solid number one all alone with a heart. 
Okay. Well, my number one has everything you want, including polyester curtains <laughs> and a redwood dick. <laughs> That's um, all anybody wants. Yeah. <laughs> a true one-of-a-kind song and experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't, there'll never be another song like this, and no one can ever cover this. And I mean, I might, I might be wrong. Like. <laughs> They might be able to cover it, but it's not going to be Kershaw quality. Yeah. It just yeah. won't live up to the hype. <laughs> it's a song that I feel like everybody knows and really likes. Yeah. But nobody could probably explain to you why they like it so much. It's just. Like, I don't know. Actually, this yeah. is really weird, but, you know, it's. I even read it in, like, <laughs> trying to cut this one. They're like, we don't think people will relate to this. And then, like, after the fact, Sammy was like, yeah, how about that? <laughs> this song, that song, single-handedly sold a lot of records. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people probably know him for this song. It's just know? like, yeah, I don't. It's an enigma. <laughs> like it's, it's mystifying. It's hard to explain, but it's so catchy. <laughs> and if you're wondering, like, who could write this? Like, whether you think it's a masterpiece or maybe not so much a masterpiece. Yeah. Well. A master songwriter by the name of Dennis Lindy, uh, who's had over 250 songs recorded. Oh, my gosh. Inclu- including tracks such as Bubba Shot the Jukebox. Oh, okay. It Sure Is Monday. <laughs> Colin Baton Rouge. My Lord. John Deere Green. And <laughs> in a weird, almost sort of sequel, conspiracy theory sort of <laughs> manner, also wrote Goodbye Earl. <laughs> who is possibly the Charlie Daniels of the tour cringe and also a victim of murder. Yep. So yeah, like this guy, he knows what he's doing. He, he's got the formula figured out. You had a polyester curtains and a redwood deck. You get a hit song. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and when the chicken fried steaks arrive, you're, it's all but over. Living like this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can just go on home. To watch, eat some onion rings, rings watch, watch TV. TV. Yeah, <laughs> I always think of that of, and just like those uh, memes that are just like when he says those words that melt your heart. It's just, honey, let's just go on home and eat some onion rings and watch TV. <laughs> Hashtag just girly things. Just <laughs> when he says, <laughs> that seems like the best way to be like, it's like, well, how'd you meet? Dad, mom. It's like, well, it all happened on a park bench one night where I met the Charlie Daniels of the tour cringe. Dad come in, swept me off my feet, (laughs) took me home, made me onion rings, we watched TV. It was magical. He he had ordered me a slow gin fizz earlier. Yeah. (laughs) And one thing led to another, you know, but we didn't go near the water. Is that why your wedding bands are onion rings? Is it? That I feel like that's a future meme. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the song's that's like. waiting to be made. Not even do I need to hear it to just sing it. Like it'll just happen throughout my day to day here and there. And it's just like, well, here we go. It's this a, here's the queen of my queen of double wide trailer day. It's just in there all day. I can't <laughs> stop. I another thing I love about that song is the. Man, so dog she runs. I got the trailer. Hang your black heart and your pretty red neck. 
What's not to relate? <laughs> oh. But yeah, I guess so, you know, that Earl, Charlie Daniels of the Torque Ranch. Yeah. The Earl who the the chicks as we know them now may have or may not have killed and thrown in a ditch somewhere in yeah. the music video. I guess is meant to be the same Earl, supposedly. I mean I guess after after Sammy Warner back I mean, he must have just took a turn for the worst. <laughs> like, I got turned down for onion rings. I'm done. <laughs> like, he, he just treats his new lady terribly. All, if you know the uh, the story behind um, the Dixie Chicks version, the Chicks, yeah. whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he, he turned in not a great dude after, yeah. after Sammy stole the love of his life with some, <laughs> with a, Plasma TV and some onion rings. Yeah. <laughs> Rumor has it he never picked up a torque wrench ever again. <laughs> <laughs> he was no longer the Charlie Daniels torque wrench. Hurt. Oh, boy. Man, that was a fun experience of a list to make, was going back through some of those <laughs> Sammy Kershaw songs. <laughs> Can we open the floor here and expound a little bit on Chevy van. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit? About... And how it may or may not lead to the destination where there's a body. Is that what... The song, uh, in true Sammy Kershaw fashion, is cloaked in a really good melody. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't, you don't hear how weird it is until you dive into the lyrics. Yeah. It's creepier than Little Sister. For sure. Yeah. When I first heard it, that was the thing, like the melody and the sounds. I was like, I don't remember this, but I like the way this yeah. sounds. <laughs> and then by the time it gets to the first chorus, I'm like, mm, I don't want to be in this van. Whoa. I don't want to be in this van. Let me out. Like, number one, if you're just driving around in a van picking up random ladies. <laughs> okay, Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> you're on the hot seat yeah, here. I got to put onion rings on the dash. Would you like a ride? <laughs> My first listen through, I was thinking, is she a ghost? Maybe she's a ghost. No. Just a, and then just I was thinking, creep. no, she has been abducted yep. by this man. And he puts her out in a random town without yes. her shoes. Yes. Like, what? What happened? I guess he was thinking, just be happy I didn't kill you. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I feel like that would make a really good... Like horror movie, like you yes. said, like it would, like I would almost like to see this as a horror movie where the lady like escapes with her life and some. <laughs> just show me like a horror movie poster with just Sammy Kershaw on it, themed around this. <laughs> I wish I was good at Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> if only I'd have paid more attention in Photoshop now. The, yeah. The quality of Sammy Kershaw, <laughs> things I could do with memes. If I, I knew create. then what I did. <laughs> Jeez, what a song. <laughs> he also had another song. I wouldn't, like, I, I wouldn't even, like, I couldn't make it through the whole song. Mm-hmm. But I clicked it thinking, okay, that's a really weird song title. How much does the world weigh? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> the song is worse than the title. <laughs> I don't think I got into that one. I'm afraid of it. <laughs> How much does the world weigh? You know, just asking the big questions out yeah. here. 
And one of the things that I was really excited to discover in diving through all these Sammy Kershaw albums was that in 2014, he released an album called Do You Know Me, which was a tribute to George Jones, which he just covers George Jones songs. Anything from um, the Grand the Grand Tour, She Thinks I Still Care, Gosh, Why Baby Why, White Lightning, He Stopped Loving Her, like all fantastic George Jones tunes sung by someone who was probably the closest thing we'll ever get to sounding like, you know, yeah, the they, same sort of voice and power behind it that George yeah. Jones has. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I, I didn't know that that existed until you, you had sent it to me the other day. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a couple of those. And like, especially, like, He Stopped Loving Her Today might be the best song of all time. Yeah. But, like, his version, very solid. Yes, very, very, very good. good. I was impressed. So if you've been missing that in your life, after you <laughs> listen to our top tracks from yep. Sammy Kershaw... Definitely check out that covers album. We have given you guys a lot of good music here tonight to mm-hmm. to go. I mean, if you're if you're searching for some new music or some new old music, new to you, I mean, we've given you a bunch of songs here to go check yes. out. Yes, all worth your time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> some not great ones, also, but uh, you don't have to listen to those unless you just want. No. If you have some like. If you're good at Photoshop or art, mm-hmm. you know, visual art, and you want to make us a movie poster <laughs> for Chevy Van, yeah, <laughs> please. Also, let us know if you listen to Chevy Van and it gives you goosebumps, it probably will. <laughs> and that's all right with me. If you have an extra canister of Sammy Kershaw's Cajun seasoning, also, we will buy it. <laughs> yeah, we'll hit our line. We will take. <laughs> we will trade you. How many how many Chattahoochee t-shirts would you trade? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want, really. You're going to have chicken fried steaks, onion rings, polyester curtains. It's all yours. <laughs> it's all yours. Redwood deck. Throw it all in there. <laughs> <laughs> Man. This, this, was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. This was a whole lot of fun. Uh, I have new music, thanks to you, that I need to go back and listen to. Like, because you had a couple that that I don't recall. But I'm excited to go back and check them out now. Yes. I usually, up in a week or two after, usually until we get back around to whatever our next episode is, I'm so caught up in these songs that I just, at some point (laughs) in the day, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to spin these songs again. Yeah. I've got them stuck in my head. Yeah. I, li- I actually did listen to Chevy Van like a bunch of times like this this week, just uh, just trying to wrap my head around like okay what, well surely, nope no that's what he said okay, all right, he said it I don't like it but he said it. <laughs> that's all right man that's the song out of all these that's the one that's gonna be stuck in my head all. You'll night. never see a Chevy Van the same again. <laughs> Any year maker model. Does I not matter. She was <laughs> Lordy mercy. What a song. Jeez. Where's dude. her shoes, Sammy? <laughs> At least have the decency, decency to give this lady her shoes back. <laughs> Is that your trophy? Yeah. <laughs> That's his mark. Yeah. He steals all of his victim's shoes. 
He just has one of those those hangers on the back of his bedroom door yeah. that just has shoes of all Beautiful of his victims. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord, we're sorry, Sammy, but we didn't sing the song. You didn't. <laughs> That's on you, dude. Who drove the van? <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> the world deserves to know. Jeez. Jeez. Did I, uh, I know I didn't tell you about this dream. I wanted to make, I wanted to wait until this podcast <laughs> to tell you mm-hmm. about a dream I had the other night. You'll be as disappointed in real life as I was when I awoke from this dream. Okay. The other night I dreamed, and this is, this is true. The other night I dreamed that me, Caleb, and Kelsey were, were, we were hanging out somewhere, some house. I don't know. I think it was in Boone County for some reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would never live there, but <laughs> Jesco's maybe. <laughs> maybe it was Jesco's house. <laughs> but, um, we saw, I don't remember if it was on Facebook or we had saw it in the paper, like a bunch of pilgrims reading the newspaper. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We saw that a there was some kind of like collectible store in town locally somewhere that um this one day in particular they were supposed to have a bunch of um Ricky Skaggs memorabilia Ooh. and like a bunch of signed stuff, like a bunch of shirts and pictures like mm. and I don't even know what else. But they had some kind of like sale going or it was like a bundle where you got like all of this stuff for like 45 bucks i don't know why 45 stuck out what in my mind steal. but and that's what we were we were saying like are you serious like 45 bucks for all that like let's go right now yes and we walked out the door and i woke up oh no oh my gosh i was so i uh, woke up I was like, oh my gosh this is the gonna be the worst day of my life yeah this is so disappointing so close <laughs> Uh, like I remember too, like see, I guess they had like a couple of pictures, like like samples of what you were gonna get, locks of his hair, you know, <laughs> like, like the early picture of him like leaned up, like on the album cover, the uh, heartaches and highways, and heartaches, yeah, which that and highways. has like yeah. Highway Twenty Blues and all those those several hits on there, like that was like the picture that was like on the stuff. I'm like. Gosh, I want it so bad, but it doesn't exist because it was a dream. This is a nightmare because I woke up. (laughs) (laughs) You're gone. (laughs) Dude, I was so disappointed. Like, I thought about it several times that day. Like, man, that would have been so cool. (laughs) But no, it had to be a dream. I'm going to just be on eBay looking for for Ricky Skaggs collectibles. Ricky's gone. (laughs) Tell, Tell me, me I, I was dreaming. I was. Oh. <laughs> it was just my imagination telling lies. Man, that's one that I would love to enjoy live. I can remember going to the State Fair when I was like 11 maybe. Oh my gosh. And he was playing one day and didn't actually view the concert, but you could just walk by and hear him playing. Oh my gosh. Such beautiful sounds. I I would really like to see him too. He, he's just a, such a monster musician. Yeah. He's played with literally everybody. He's kind of like Ben Skill. He's just played with everybody. Yeah, and and he actually has um, like several kids that are like big time musicians at this point too. Oh wow! Like they're all like obviously they're just like they a super be? talented family. It's crazy. It's so so good. 
that's going to be an episode when we get there, too. Yes. Because he has a lot of music. Um, crazy amount. Like, under, you know, different titles, whether it was just solo albums or group albums. Like, there is so much out there to explore when it comes to Ricky Skaggs. Yeah. I remember he had, like, I'm sure he's probably had 100 by now, but, like, there was, like, a gospel album. It was, like, Ricky Skaggs and Kentucky Thunder, maybe? Mm-hmm. I remember my dad having that cassette. We burned that sucker up in my mom's BMT Cruiser. <laughs> About <laughs> 2001, 2002. <laughs> Soldiers at the Cross. <laughs> oh, Ricky. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken fried steaks, onion rings, good. Chevy vans, Chevy vans, bad. bad. Avoid. Stay away. Stay away. <laughs> Yell for help. Don't get in. Don't give him your shoes. If a man in a Chevy van pulls up and asks you if you want to go near the water, mm, just tell him no. no. Run. Run. Mm-mm. Tie your shoes real tight and you take off. Yeah. <laughs> So those are size Tim like get out of my face, sir. <laughs> Not today, Sammy. <laughs> my shoes. <laughs> jeez, jeez. Yeah, well, if you're if you're still with us after all this crazy talk about the Chevy van and Ricky Skaggs, thank you, number one. Yeah. And as always, thanks thanks so much for listening. We have every every episode that we have done has I think has been more fun than the previous episode. Yes. We're just having so much fun doing this, and we're thankful that you guys listen. We're yeah. thankful that you guys t- talk to us on the internet, talk to us in real life about this stuff. You ask me in real life about what I really heard on that Toby Keith song. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh. and we appreciate it. So yeah, thank you guys so much. Most definitely. Um, and as always, if you disagree or agree with our top tracks or have some of your own, share them with us. Let us know. We want to know what you love about Sammy and what your favorite favorite Sammy Kershaw tunes are. I would even settle for just comment your favorite Sammy Kershaw lyric on any yeah. of our posts coming up here in the next week or so. That would be great. Yeah. What line do you love from Sammy the most? <laughs> so many great options. Yeah. Yeah, there's some there's some wild things that that dude has said. He said some things and stuff. <laughs> but he's also said some really really clever clever lines as we have gone over here. <laughs> and uh of course keep uh keep hitting us up on on Instagram, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, just keep uh, keep telling your friends, telling your family, telling complete strangers if you want to. If you're really passionate about letting them, you know, hear the Chattahoochee podcast, you just let them know. They want to hear. They want to share with them. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole lot of people that love '90s country, and we want to bring our podcast to every one of them. Yeah, let's do it. You know, sit back and reminisce about the good old days in '90s country with your friends, and listen to the Chattahoochee podcast. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we still have 
those sweet looking t-shirts available Ooh, they nice yeah we still got those we still have koozies you need those it's still gonna be warm for you know at least another solid month depending on where you live like you need that koozie yeah we were blessed with a a day that was under 80 degrees today and it was fantastic I, i told caleb and kelsey before we came up here like i'm so happy that it it was like brisk enough out this evening to make my ears a little bit cold yeah i'm so ready (laughs) i'm so ready for fall (laughs) it gets a little hot and heavy in the chattahoochee podcast studios making these episodes but it also just in temperature back in the summer there's been a few that were (laughs) very hot and heavy dude i will never forget the the i don't know if you can hear us like gasping for breath on the Shenandoah episode, but we were dying in here. It was about 94 or it something was, that day, maybe. Dude, it was so hot. We had, like, every fan that we own, like, in this room, and it was still it was so hot. Sweating <laughs> sweating for Shenandoah. Hey, but we're doing it for you guys. Yes. We're doing it for you. We care about you that much, and we cared about Shenandoah that much. <laughs> if we'd had two dozen roses, we'd have brought them, but they're probably wilted from the heat. Yeah, they would have died out instantly. <laughs> Just killed over. <laughs> well, guys, until next time, wake me up early, be good to my dogs, and teach my children to pray. Amen. Love you guys. Amen.